You are going to be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Good morning, y'all. Welcome back to The Mom Show on My Talk 1071. I want to give you the number really quick just in case because it seems like it's a heavy topic today. The number is 651-641-1071. I'm Sonny. I'm sitting in for Miss Shannon. And today we have Deanne Dulas from Sheridan and Dulas. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> All right. So this is a heavy topic today. Yeah. Well, and it's it's one of those issues that's been out in the news a lot, yeah. uh, especially over the last couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to talk about it. And really understand what we're talking about. All right, before we get into the deep end, let's talk about a little bit about what you do so that people can know that they can trust you when we get into this topic. Oh, sure. <laughs> okay, so I'm a family law attorney. I've been doing this for 24 years. Mm-hmm. I've actually worked in a family law firm for now 20, oh my goodness, 32 years. Wow. Okay, so I'm I'm old. Let's just own it. I'm old. <laughs> Your experience. That's I, the word we're looking for. Yes. Uh, so, You're seasoned. Uh, so I've seen everything, done everything. I represent men and women. I have dealt with the issue we're going to be talking about today mm-hmm. numerous times. And there is so much myth and folklore out there around this issue. Uh, that being why there should or shouldn't be a presumption of equal parenting time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in Minnesota. It's really important to really understand what we're talking about when we talk about that and the real impact on kids. Mm -hmm. So after 24 years uh, practicing law, I have a perspective Mm -hmm. that I think is helpful to understanding just what the law actually says Mm -hmm. and not what everybody believes it says. Right, right. So where can people reach you if they want to get a hold of you? Well, they can reach us at our office by our phone number, which is Mm 651-686-8800. Or they can go to our website, which is www dot s s d p a dot com all right so let's dig into the topic what specifically are we talking about today well we are specifically talking about all of the news reports and the discussion at the legislature about whether there should be a 50 50 presumption with regard to parenting time Mm, okay okay and why why is this even coming up in conversation well you know it's coming up in conversation because there has been a push Um, from certain organizations over time that say they really want to have a presumption that mom and dad are going to have 50% of the parenting time. There's this perception that there is a favor in favor of the mothers in these cases and that dads are being overlooked Mm -hmm. when they shouldn't be. Okay. And where is that perception coming from? You know, I think it's coming from years and years of... There, that actually being true, mm-hmm. there were times when there the law was written more to favor typically the females. Because mm-hmm. on social media, I hear a lot of people say, oh, the, it's the females. The, everyone listens to the mom. My fiance himself says that. He says nobody listens to the dad's perspective. Yeah. And so in some states, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's actually written in. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Minnesota, it's completely gender neutral. Mm-hmm. Uh, the law has been written to really recognize how... Uh, the contributions from both mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that's really been true uh, since the mid 80s, early 90s, where they've really had this strong push Mm -hmm. to get away from this idea that there should only be one parent 
primarily involved with the children, Mm -hmm. except because the law changed, but there hasn't been major announcements every time we refine the law and the best interest standards, that perception that women always get the kids Mm -hmm. is just out there in the public. Uh, And because there's no announcement to say, hey, by the way, we've been working on this. We're trying to work towards this. Yes. And so even even the most recent change that took place in August of 2015 really hammered down on some of those ideas that um, fathers in particular were worried about. That being, well, look, I've been out working all this time. No, I haven't been home with the kids, but that doesn't mean that my relationship is any less important. And the statute was actually changed to include some very specific language to address some of those changes that happen when parents get divorced. What are some of the changes? Well, some of the changes include one of the factors that uh, specifically says, look, we're going to look to historically what you did. Mm-hmm. But if we have a parent who historically hasn't been involved in all of these other things, but is willing, capable and wants to be involved in all of those things, right. we have to take that into consideration. Right. We can't just look historically. Right. So currently we have 12 best interest factors that have changed multiple times over the last 40, 50 years as we try to redefine what that parenting time schedule should look like. But Minnesota doesn't see the child as a possession. They see it as that the child has a right to parenting time with both parents. So we really stay focused on not what's good for everybody, but what's Yeah, what's good for this individual child, Mm -hmm. right? Not every child, right? this child. Right, right, right. And so the factors are intended to be flexible enough so that we're not in a position where we're trying to rubber stamp or cookie cutter every kid that's out there. Because everybody's family is different. Everybody's family is different. Every child is different. Every relationship is different. Mm -hmm. And you can't just cookie cutter those things. Right, right, right. So what are some of the, you said there were 12... You said there were 12 changes or 12 steps or something like that you said? Oh, best interest factors. Yeah, yeah. So, what is that? So what does that mean? So best interest factors are the different criteria that are looked at when we're trying to determine what's in the best interest of the child with regard to custody and parenting time. Okay. And those factors are general enough that we're thinking about the child both based upon age and maturity, Mm -hmm. the type of relationship that the child has with each parent, Mm -hmm. as well as the needs of that specific child Mm -hmm. and the dynamic of the relationship between mom and dad and the child. Right. So we're going to go through those factors a little bit later in the show and kind of break them all down Mm -hmm. so that you can see how broad that discussion is Mm -hmm. when we're having the conversation about custody and that it's not just a, okay, we start with the mom and then... Dad, you know, too bad. We'll just fit you in. How do they even, because families are so different and so varied, how do they even come, like, are those 12 best interest factors, are they changeable? Are they, like, set in stone? Like, how do they even come up with something like that to include as many different familial situations as possible? How do they do that? Well, it comes from a lot of research and study. Uh, The Supreme Court and the legislature have looked at a lot of studies and a lot of information that over time have refined those best interest factors Mm -hmm. to really make sure we're addressing those issues that keep parents from being able to successfully co-parent and raise well-adjusted kids. One of the the big factors that we see with children that are maladjusted or have issues going into adulthood Mm -hmm. is the conflict between parents. 
Mm-hmm. The more parents fight, the more pressure we put on these kids. Right. So over time, we've added in different factors that talk about parents' ability to communicate, parents' ability to be able to make decisions together, mm-hmm. you know, those issues. And when you get to issues where there's abuse or we've got an abuse of power, mm-hmm. where one parent really has um, a lot of influence, mm-hmm. to say it nicely, mm-hmm. Over the other parent, we have to make sure that both parents have a say in what's going on. So we really want to help those disenfranchised parents also be involved and not just be shut out. Mm -hmm. How do you guys know if it's working or not? The new, the best interest. Like, do parents say... Oh, it used to not be like this 10 years ago, but it's different. I appreciate you. Like, how do you, like, no. how do you know it's working? <laughs> no, because parents in an individual situation, they don't have the perspective on the history of what ah, the statute has been right. to know, oh, this is so much better. Mm-hmm. And the other part that we have for parents is that once child uh, custody and parenting time is set, mm-hmm. then it, we go to a different standard in order to be able to change those things. Mm-hmm. So if you had custody entered uh, you know, in this situation or parenting time, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. the new best interest factors impact you a little bit, mm-hmm. but you really have to be able to prove either that there's an agreement to change or that there has been some sort of endangerment right. or that the child is just living with you automatically mm-hmm. unless it's a, a minor change in parenting time. Okay. So parents who still have that experience from a while back mm-hmm. or the 70s or the 80s mm-hmm. that are now coming to the fore and saying, that's not how it was when right. I... Yeah, no, it wasn't. It might not have been. But the laws continue to evolve. So individual parents don't know. They only know their own experience. But it comes from the studies that look at these relationships over long term. Mm -hmm. And we look at what does that litigation like going forward, right? right? right. Is this a family that we're helping and we're giving them the tools to stay out of court into the future? Or are they coming back Multiple times and fighting about these things over and over. I mean, the best lawyer and the best deal means that you never see your client again. I like that. Right? (laughs) I mean, there's... there's Let's figure it outside of court. Exactly. There's always, you know, this idea that this is just the greedy lawyers. The happiest day for a lawyer is knowing that it's been another 15 years and you've never heard from that person again. Because that means they didn't need you. You did something well to set them up in a plan that allowed them to move forward right 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 all right this looks like a good time to take a break what are we going to talk about when we come back from the break when we talk or when we come back from the break we're really going to talk a little bit about uh what custody and parenting time is made up of so that we understand what we're talking about Mm -hmm. and then we're going to get into the actual current best interest factors and talk about what types of issues are discussed within each factor all right awesome well you're listening to the mom show stay tuned if you want to get in on the conversation 651-641-1071 we'll be right back Welcome back to the Mom Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment and Mommy Stuff. 
I'm Sonny. I'm sitting in for Miss Shannon. If you want to get in on the conversation, it's a it's a juicy one today, y'all. 651-641-1071. And you can check out more other posts and topics that we've talked about on the Mom Show at MyTalk1071.com. We have Deanne Dulas from Sheridan and Dulas, and we're talking about parental custody and what mm-hmm. that looks like. And oh my goodness. It, it's <laughs> you know, when you talk about parenting, right? Uh, parents, most parents would throw themselves in front of a bus to save their kids. So when you're talking about this topic, this is their heart. Mm -hmm. This is their gut. This is their soul. This is everything. And sometimes it's that fear that surrounds these Mm -hmm. issues Mm -hmm. that really leads people to start reacting in very... Well, how do I say this? Fear makes you do crazy stuff. Right. Fear makes you... you, (laughs) There's no better way to say that. Fear makes you do crazy stuff. And so sometimes we end up not really working the problem Mm -hmm. as opposed to overreacting mm-hmm. to certain things feeding to our fears always <laughs> all right so i think we got to do the disclaimer about seeking legal advice reminder this is general information not legal advice you should make an appointment to talk with the lawyer if you have specific questions for yourself if you would like to contact dn and do last then please check out the website which is www.ssdpa.com all right so what are we talking about at this point in the show well it's i want to break down what exactly we're talking about when we talk about custody and parenting time okay Okay. Okay, so custody is broken down into two components there's legal custody and physical custody okay so legal custody are those rights that parents typically have to make decisions major decisions Ah. For their kids. So every time you've ever signed a permission slip mm-hmm. or you have gotten medical records mm-hmm. or you have gone to the doctor with your child, those are legal custody rights. Okay. And more often than not, those are shared jointly because even when parents don't get along very well with each other, mm-hmm. it's great if both parents can have access to that information without having to go through the, the other, other parent. parent. Oh, yes. right. Mm-hmm. So it makes a lot of good sense to have both parents have that information unless, and again, this is the rare circumstance where one parent would misuse that information mm-hmm. or doesn't have the appropriate judgment to mm-hmm. be able to make those decisions for the child. Okay. But 95% of the time, we're talking about joint legal custody. So when we're talking about this 50-50 presumption on parenting time, mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the parent's access legal to information rights. and gotcha. legal rights with regard to the child. Okay. They still have every right to be involved in all of those other components of the child's life. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Physical custody is when we're talking about the daily care and control of the child. Okay. And when we're talking about physical custody, that label is also controlled by the best interest factors. Okay. So you'll often see a lot of conversation that happens talking about parenting time and physical custody Mm -hmm. because the first time you make those determinations, it's the same set of standards. The thing that's interesting about physical custody is that you can call it joint physical custody, Mm -hmm. but not have a 50-50 schedule. And you can call it sole physical custody and have a 50-50 schedule. Okay. So the label is important for some very specific things within the law about um, being able to do certain things with your children and the standards that we use for changing custody and parenting time mm-hmm. later. So 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 I just want to go back. Yeah. So uh pa- both parents can have legal custody meaning they can get access to information, um they can uh, make decisions for the child, but 
physical custody is a completely different thing. They, yes. So they can have legal access, even though one parent, the child might stay with one parent more or longer or so many more days yes. during the year or whatever. So those are two different things. Two different things oh, entirely. Wow. Okay. Physical custody think of, is about the boots on the ground. Who's with the child day in and day out? Gotcha. And parenting time is how we define what that schedule is going to look like. Ah, okay. So what's our day-to-day schedule look like? Right. What is holiday schedule look right. like? Right. Summer vacation. Summer vacation, right, regular right, right. vacation, right. school breaks. Right. Because if we can get a plan together that is specific enough, what we try to do is keep parents from fighting over those things when they come up. Right. If, if we don't write a parenting schedule that talks about what's going to happen over uh, spring break, you may find that you've got 100,000 parents around the state upset and right. arguing about whether it's my spring break. And it should break. be a break. Right. <laughs> it should be a break. It should be a break. It should be something fun. So right. when, when we're really working on a good parenting time schedule, it's about dividing up the time in a way according to the best interest, right. but also in a way that logistically makes sense for families involved all right so we have a caller and their name is susan and they're calling in about grandparent custody good morning susan welcome to the mom show hi what's your question well um i'm wondering about the issue with biological parents having issues in um like drug addiction and so forth where a grandparent is trying to get custody and it's really very very difficult to do Mm, they're trying to and and i'm just wondering if you see anything changing in that regard because we've been fighting that fight for a while and it's Mm. been really difficult. So grandparent custody, when you're getting actual custody, is quite difficult. Parenting time for grandparents is a lot easier because the standard is lower. But when we're talking about biological children who have issues and grandparents are trying to get custody, it is a much more complicated situation. And that's part of the problem with the new bill that didn't pass in the legislature is that it dealt with best interest factors, but only dealt with them in isolation of the divorce statute. So all of these other places that that comes into play, like with grandparents and same-sex couples and third-party custody and paternity, all of those places weren't going to be affected by this change. So completely agree with you when we're dealing with those types of chemical dependency and mental health issues, there really should be um, some greater ability to bring other parents in or grandparents in to try to address those issues without having the kids put in danger or have to be put in foster care. Right, right. Is, is there anything, Deanne, is there anything that's being done to, like, change this? Is I mean, no. is it possible to, to for grandparents to step in? I mean, Oh, yes, it's absolutely possible. But it's just more difficult. Oh, it's so much more difficult. Gotcha. You okay. know, one of the criteria is whether or not that grandchild has ever lived with the grandparents. Mm. And if they haven't, right, let's say that the child is um, has been living out of state and there's issues and the child has never lived with the grandparents, mm-hmm. it might be very, 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 if not impossible, mm. for that parent to... To, um, to or grandparent to ever get custody of that child. Mm. Plus, we've well, also got the second parent involved as well, right? Who can right. oppose that grandparent stepping in? Well, in in our situation, both sets of grandparents are trying to you know get more involved, and and I for one have been um, basically, you know, my daughter lived with me for many many years, and since the child was a baby, mm-hmm. and so. I was involved very much in raising that Ooh, child, okay, and then good. all of a sudden she decided to leave, and now 
there's, mm-hmm. like I say, there's chemical dependency and, and mental health issues going on. And I just am trying to get <laughs> to get somewhere and I'm not getting anywhere. So <laughs> are, are you currently represented by an attorney? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, hopefully that attorney is walking you through the statute and explaining to you all the things that need to be proven. Another opportunity that you have is if they are... Uh, really endangering the child, there's a possibility that child protection might step in and help place the child with you Mm. as opposed to with the other parent, but it's a longer and more in-depth process because we now have the county involved. Sure. Okay. Well, good luck to you. I I really hope that um, you're able to get some movement on that issue. I hope so, too. Thank you very much. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Susan. All right. We are coming up on break time. This is loaded. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> what are we talking about next? What's the next transition into All this right, conversation? Well, we're going to actually get to those best interest factors this time. And then hopefully by the next break, we're going to be talking about some of the uh, true and false questions that we hear about, about this issue of 50-50 parenting mm-hmm. time, about mm-hmm. why it should happen or why it shouldn't happen. Okay. All right. Well, you guys stay tuned. This is a very, very important show. Uh, we'll be right back. We are talking parental custody this morning on the Mom Show. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. The number is 651-641-1071. If you'd like to get in on the conversation or you have a question, because this is a really loaded topic, we are here with Deanne Dulas from Sheridan and Dulas. I'm Sonny. I'm sitting in for Miss Shannon. And uh, where are we at in this conversation now? <laughs> well, all right. So well, uh, we've now gotten to the point where we're talking about the actual best interest factors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what are these magical 12 factors that everybody needs to consider before parenting time is set? Mm -hmm. So factor number one is a child's physical, emotional, cultural, spiritual, and other needs and the effect of proposed arrangements, arrangements on the child's needs and development. Okay, that is obviously very, very broad. So what we're really talking about, if you focus on the last part of that, what is the proposed parenting time arrangement going to have an impact on Mm -hmm. with regard to the child's needs and development? And that development comes from physical development, emotional, cultural, spiritual. It also talks just about the developmental needs of that child, Mm -hmm. right? What the developmental needs are of a two-year-old, are different than the developmental needs of a 16-year-old. So we want to be really clear about what we need to do for this particular child to make sure that they are given the full opportunity to meet those needs. The second thing we talk about is whether or not the child has any special medical, mental health, or educational needs or a need for services so that parenting time arrangements may impact that. Mm. So let's say that we've got a child who has some special needs, who needs to stay after for special tutoring or has other issues within a classroom. Parenting time could be implicated by that because you might have a school who doesn't have this the exact type of situation or set up for that child educationally that you might need in mm. one parent school district mm. but might have it in a different parent school district right. so right. what are those resources available to really meet that child's needs right. based on where they are in those issues right. number three this is the one that always gets everybody okay the reasonable preference of the child if the court deems the child to be of sufficient age maturity and ability to express an independent and reliable preference. Oh, that so, sounds so sad. Oh, the kid having to be, oh, that, it's like they have to choose parents. Yes, which is why, although it is a factor, it none, no one of these factors is controlling. So gotcha. when people say, oh, well, how old does the kid have to be to choose? 
there is no age. Okay. Because we know that there are manipulations of children, yeah. right? Yeah. Come live with me. I'll buy you a pony. Right. Or maybe a parent who lets the kids stay out till three o'clock right. in the morning without any repercussions. Maybe that child wants to go live with that parent, but for a bad reason. Right, right. And for the very clear fact that sometimes just asking kids to pick mm-hmm. is a really bad idea. Yeah. Right. So although uh, you may find a child who has enough maturity to be able to make an independent statement, you have to be really cautious mm-hmm. about making sure that it's truly independent and that it's not being manipulated by one parent, the other parent or both. Right. So the last thing you want to do is make a child feel like it, it's a tug of war. Right. 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 Just say you want to live with me, honey, and we'll be OK. So this is just one of the factors one of the 12 factors <laughs> okay okay not controlling right. at any point okay number four domestic abuse whether there's been domestic abuse has occurred in the parents or either parents household or relationship the nature and context of the domestic abuse the implications of domestic abuse for parenting and for the child's safety well-being and developmental needs so this gets to the heart of the issue of domestic abuse that the child does not need to be the one who is abused in order for that to create issues for the child. Mm. Just being in a household where there is domestic abuse that can include physical, verbal, emotional, or financial abuse Mm -hmm. can impact that child. So, And it doesn't even have to be domestic abuse between the two parents. It can be between the parents and their new significant others. So we want to don't we don't want to put our kids in a situation where they're having to deal with these very adult issues. Right. When they're little kids. Right. 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 They've got the rest of their lives to experience that. Exactly. And it it really does impact how they grow up and how they see relationships and how what sorts of relationships they look forward to in the future Mm -hmm. and that they cling to in the future. So. If they identify with the victim, they are going to find an abuser for their partner in their future. Right, right. Uh, Number five, the physical, mental, and chemical health issue of a parent that affects the child's safety or developmental needs. This should be self-explanatory. If when we talk about physical, though, we're not talking about physical disabilities, being in a wheelchair or having a a physical issue is not. Uh, disqualifying Mm -hmm. and a mental health issue is also not disqualifying lots of parents deal with depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. and you'll find i'll have people come into my office and saying oh i'm never going to get custody my my husband's going to try to tear me apart Mm -hmm. well what do you mean well i take drugs for depression so you're getting help for your depression right yes okay well good then it's actually a positive thing because you're responsible right you're responsible for taking care of yourself and recognizing that your health impacts your Your children Mm -hmm. so it's not going to be used against you Mm -hmm. but for those people who don't do anything and really put the kids at risk that's a factor right okay okay then we look at the history and nature of each parent's participation in providing care for the child This is looking backwards. Okay. This used to be something akin to what a lot of people, when I say this, are going to go, oh, it's that primary caretaker idea. Mm -hmm. This idea that whoever is the primary caretaker is always going to get custody or always going to get parenting time is just not true. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been true for a while, but it's a very easy thing for people to kind of cling to and think is true. In this case, we really do want to look at what happened in the past, right? Yeah. What does the history of parenting look like? Has one parent been more involved 
or less involved and why? Mm -hmm. What were those? What was that historical participation that looks like? But if you look at the next factor, number seven, it's trying to get at that uh, that idea that if you cared for the children during the marriage, that you will never or that you will always get custody. So number seven says the willingness and ability of each parent to provide ongoing care for the child to meet the child's ongoing developmental, emotional, spiritual, and cultural needs, and to maintain consistency and follow-through with parenting time. What that says is that, okay, we know what happened in the past Mm -hmm. is the past. And sometimes as couples, we split up duties simply because we're trying to work as a team and cover various things, right? Right. My husband has done all the signups for sports that we have ever done. <laughs> he really, he's got a good That's handle on it. That's his thing, thing okay. right? I've, I've done other things with our kids, right? Mm-hmm. We divided that duty. Mm-hmm. So now that we're living in two different homes, parents have to be able to take on duties that they weren't doing before because now they're not they're living it. in the same home. Yeah. Right, they're not yeah. living in the same home. We can't necessarily continue to count on that other parent right. always to be the one to pick the kids up from daycare because they worked closer to where the daycare was, right? Right. So this factor really gets into the, okay, regardless of what happened before, what's your willingness, willingness. To, right, ah. to make adjustments in your life to now handle all those things that you didn't do before. Right. Now that you're going to be in this home and the other parent's going to be in a different right, home. Right, right. That's right? nice. I like that willingness part. Right? Because yeah. it really does get to this idea that maybe maybe you weren't there. Maybe you were working 16-hour days right. before because of the fact that... You that's had what, somebody there. You had somebody there caring right. for the kids. You could work 16-hour days to right. provide for the family. Right. But now that's not true anymore. Right. So what is your willingness? What is your ability? To adjust to this new, out, to this new situation. Exactly. Yeah. And if you've got that willingness, that's one of the factors that we consider but if you're saying no look i'll get a nanny i'm gonna keep working 16 hour days right maybe that's not what's best for the child right 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 right. number eight is the effect on the child's well-being and development of changes to home school and community Mm. that's always one for people that's hard to understand Mm -hmm. i like to describe it this way imagine that you're living one parent in blaine and one parent in saint paul all right, which school does the child go to? Is it the school that the child has always gone to, where all of their friends are, where they know that they've got some stability? Or do they go to the new school in uh, Blaine that's closer to the other parent? Or do you pick a wholly new school somewhere in the middle so it's fair for the parents to drive, but now we're plopping this child into the middle of a situation where they know nobody. And there's no kids from their neighborhood, either of them. Right, right, right. So what is the impact of taking that child and saying, okay, now you're going to go live with this parent in this other town. Mm -hmm. How is that going to affect them on their softball teams and their wrestling teams and their soccer league? Social uh, uh, skills. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's what number eight gets at. Uh, We're coming up on a break. Are we going to continue these this list when we come back? Yes. And then we'll get to some true false uh, questions about how we deal with. Um, all of these questions about why the 50-50 would be a better way of dealing with parenting time. All right, you guys, don't go anywhere. Mom Show will be right back. Welcome back to the Mom Show. We are talking parental custody. We're talking about the myths about parental custody. We're talking about the best interest of the child as, mm-hmm. as far as parental custody goes. I'm Sonia. I'm sitting in for Miss Shannon. If you have a question, please call us at 651-641-1071. Deanne Dulas from Sheridan and Dulas is with us today to navigate us through this huge ocean 
of parental custody. Yes. And, and we, we were talking about best interests of the child. Yeah, we're going to try to get through these uh, these last three ones rather quick so we can get on to some of the arguments for and against having a 50-50 presumption of parenting time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so number... and. For any of you who would like to get some more information yeah, about this, find this? Yeah. if you go into Google and you type in Minnesota statute 518.17, that's going to take you directly to the best interest factors. Um, and if you go to the revisor of statutes, they'll be able to show you what the changes look like between 2014 and 2015 when they changed it. And there's really good articles out there online that talk specifically about Minnesota. Don't look anywhere else. The laws are different in every state right. that talk about the history and the development of all the changes over the last 50 years in the best interest factors. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's keep going. What's the next one? What's the next? So best number interest? nine is the effect of proposed arrangements on the ongoing relationships between the child, each parent, siblings, and other significant persons in the child's life. Mm. This comes down to when you have stepchildren that you may be removing a child from their interaction with that stepchild mm-hmm. or asking them to move away from grandparents who have been very involved in right. their life. Right. right. We're talking about not taking the child away from, from those important people that they've always been involved right, with, right? right and right. number 10 is the benefit, and this is a new one. So the benefit of the child or to the child in maximizing parenting time with both parents and the detriment to the child in limiting parenting time with either parent. Uh, gotcha. And this is really important because it says very clearly that the focus is on what is best for the child, mm-hmm. that we're not che- treating the child like a piece of property, right. that we're really trying to figure out how do we maximize the time with both parents so that it's in the best interest of that child. Right. And we look at what happens if we reduce the amount of time with one child right. and a parent. Right. So, this is really, we don't set it as a 50-50 presumption thinking that it's always good to have equal time with both parents. We mm-hmm. really want to think about it from the perspective of the child. Okay. Number 11 is in the cases of domestic abuse, the disposition of each parent to support the child's relationship uh, or I'm sorry, accepting cases of domestic abuse, the disposition of each parent to support the child's relationship with the other parent and to permit frequent contact. We all know people who intentionally and uh, try to keep their kids away from the other parents, right? If you find a parent that the other parent is always saying, no, you can't have them today. No, you can't have them today. Mm -hmm. Interfering with that parenting time or turning the kids against the other parents, saying terrible things about them. Mm -hmm. This is really supposed to get to this because one of the factors in changing is if one parent is actively trying to limit or harm the relationship between the parent and another and the child, that can be a factor for taking custody and parenting time away Away. from that parent. Number 11 is the willingness of the parents to cooperate in rearing the child. Mm. If you've got two parents who cannot communicate with each other, Mm. there is very little good that can come from sharing a 50-50 schedule because the amount of conversation and communication that has to happen Mm -hmm. between those parents to make that actually work Mm -hmm. and work really well is is a lot Mm -hmm. and if these parents cannot communicate without being hateful or disruptive or disparaging to the other party or even unwilling to communicate at all Mm -hmm. 
it's going to make it extremely difficult. What happens in those cases? Oh, they're back in court a lot. Okay. A lot and a lot. And we have to go to, yeah, it's super sad for kids because they really become the pawn in this fight and this power struggle between the two parents. And sometimes the parents really are very well-meaning and they really do believe that they're acting in the child's best interest. And sometimes it's really more about power and control mm-hmm, and using mm-hmm. the child as a pawn. Mm-hmm. So again, they can you can find all of this information online. Yes, okay. online. Go okay. online. Take a look at this. Uh, but again, parents who are restricting their time with their kids and res- of the other parent mm-hmm. and doing so without just cause to do so, mm-hmm. that's actually a basis to take them away. Right, right. So don't be tricky out here. Don't be tricky. <laughs> All right, so some of the arguments for and against doing a 50-50 parenting time presumption. We're, I've looked through everything I could find online about the arguments for and against, and mm-hmm. I kind of picked some of the general ones that seem to pop up again and again. All right, so the first myth is fathers never get equal custody. Wrong. False. Uh, I represent men and women. I have gotten plenty of fathers custody of their kids, sole custody of their kids Mm -hmm. with very limited parenting time for the mother. Uh, I know at one point I saw a report of a father saying on television that his lawyer told him that fathers never get custody. I don't know what stage of the proceeding you were in mm-hmm. for that father. I don't know what your issues are. I have no idea what's going on with that. Right. But any lawyer that says that to their client, like straight out of the shoot, mm-hmm. uh, is just, that's bad lawyering. Yeah. <laughs> really bad lawyering. Well, plus, why would I work with you if you've already told me no <laughs> on day one? <laughs> right. Now, if you've gone through a lot of evaluation and there are issues or logistics right. that create that problem, that might be something you have to say to your client at some point. Right, but if you but haven't you, gone through the best interests and you right. haven't l- really looked and analyzed the lifestyles and what's going on, then how can you say no? Right, that's some really bad advice. If any male out there listening has ever been told you you can't get custody of your kids, that's just wrong. Mm. That's just wrong. Okay, so what about this myth? Uh, fathers want, no, no, no. Lawyers don't want the presumption because then they won't make as much money. Also False. Also false. A lot of people think that the best interest standards are just permanent employment for lawyers, that that way we have to fight about all of these things. Mm. It's actually the opposite, um, because once you have a presumption of 50-50 parenting time, mm-hmm. right, now we're assuming that the parents are equal co-owners of this child. Mm-hmm. But it's a rebuttable presumption. So in order to get away from that 50-50 time, one of the parents has to prove the other parent is bad. Mm. Right. When we just are working off the best interest factors, we're just weighing all of these factors equally to come up with a a villain. Right. Nobody's a villain. We're just trying to figure out what's best for this child. But now when we presume 50 50 and you have to prove the other parent is a bad parent to be able to not have it be 50 50. Mm -hmm. Well, now we're talking about a situation where we are going to be actively having parents go at each other to try to prove it's a little bit like what we see in family law in those states where it's a fault-based divorce Mm -hmm. you're not allowed to get a divorce unless you prove the other side did something wrong Mm. that litigation is much crazier Mm -hmm. than what we're talking about in a situation where we're dealing with a set of neutral factors we're just kind of working our way through each of those factors right 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 okay so what about this myth Fathers want 50-50 parenting time because it reduces their child support. Well, that's actually true. If you have 50-50 parenting time, it will reduce the child support obligations between the parents. But unless the parents both make exactly the same amount of money, Mm -hmm. it will never be zero. 
Uh, right. It only gets to zero when you get to that place. There are some fathers out there who really don't want to pay child support. Mm-hmm. And they assume if they have 50 50 time, they won't have to pay any child support. Um, and there are some mothers out there who don't want the father to have parenting time at an equal amount mm-hmm. because it does reduce their child support. Ugh. The thing that everybody needs to recognize is that the child support laws are there as kind of a band-aid over sharing income. There is nobody in the state who believes that the amount of money you get paid on child support uh, is enough to raise a child or half the expenses of raising the child. Mm -hmm. It is never that easy. Um, And oftentimes it's much cheaper to simply pay your child support than it would be to go through litigation. Right. Go through litigation (laughs) or even raise your child on your own. So sometimes the money is used in the situation for all the wrong reasons. All right. We got one minute left. Okay. So here's this final myth. All kids are better off with the 50-50 parenting time schedule well that might work for some people but specifically when we're talking about people who can't afford attorneys Mm -hmm. who don't know what the law is or can't justify it themselves or maybe have been in an abusive relationship when you say 50 50 you're applying it to everybody Mm. so now you may have parents who have an abusive relationship who have a situation where the parent can't afford an attorney to go in and fight about what this is or maybe they're scared because their spouse has threatened them right now you've got a situation where that you're going to set up kids to be in a 50 50 parenting situation not because it's the right thing to do but because mom maybe didn't have the money or the resources to fight it right oh my goodness deanne we yeah. just chipped away at this big mountain. <laughs> it is a big mountain. So um, people are probably going to want to contact you because this is big. So how can we contact you? Uh, they can call us on the phone at 651-686-8800 or check us out on email, www.ssdpa.com. Also, make sure you can listen to the podcast at mytalk1071.com. Thank you, Deanne. Thank you for having me. It's nice to see you. Of course.